0: Hey, it's producer Michael Miracle here with a quick word of thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. It's folks like you who make this workplace movement work. That's why we strive to highlight great authors and experts who bring phenomenal insight on how to bring Jesus into your workplace. Share this podcast with your friends, family, and co-workers, and together we'll make the I Work For Him mission a success. Thanks again for listening. Let's start the podcast. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I work for him this afternoon as we kind of split the shows in two. On the first half of the show, we talk with Teresa Devine from 24-7 Purpose. The second half of the show, Dr. Paul Paul White, who wrote Managing by Appreciation and his brand new book, The Vibrant Workplace. So how do you stay connected to God 24-7-365 or in a leap year 24-7-366? So much of our time is spent working, commuting, worrying about bills, you know, cleaning the house. Well, maybe some of you, maybe that's not part of it, but how do you learn to do life God's way every day? Here for the first part of the show today is Teresa Devine from 24-7 Purpose. Teresa Devine, welcome to I Work For Him.
1: Hi, Jim. Thank you. I'm happy to be here and thanks for having me.
0: Oh, it's so good to have you here. Teresa, I want to make sure we find out where did the idea for 24-7 Purpose come from?
1: Well, as you know, Jim, it was inspired, like many of us, to focus on the people and the mission that we relate to. And as you know, in the working world, it's extremely busy. And I have been a busy corporate executive for about the last 15 years, always searching for my calling and my purpose, not realizing that I loved your intro to the show because where we work is our mission field. And so what I'm doing today is exactly that. I have turned my corporate um, keys over, and I've started 24-7 Purpose, which is a social enterprise helping to equip Christians with a spiritual growth plan that they can use every single day. And we offer incredible practical tools to tap into, like mobile devices and are actually our vehicle to help us get closer to God on a daily basis.
0: So what was it that you saw out there, out there in the real world among Christ followers that needed addressing specifically, that you think 24-7 will take care of?
1: That's a great question. And the two answers that I get when I ask people, why don't you spend time with God? Why are you not growing in your faith? And the number one answer I get is I don't have enough time. I can't even take care of all the other things I have going on. And the second answer to the question is, even if I had the time, I wouldn't know where to start. The first part of my life I spent not knowing where to start as a young Christian, and as I got older, I got really focused on the world and being too busy like many of us out there, and I decided that, you know what? God showed me on a trip to Rwanda that I need to put Him first, and He started to show me that just by finding the time that we don't even understand we have, and it's helping people to to audit their time and find pockets of time where we can leverage our mobile devices and get a little scripture, a little sermon into our workday.
0: All right, well, let's just take it in a little bit deeper, because how does 24-7 Purpose, and you can find it online at 247purpose.com, how is that going to help me follow Jesus more closely? Because as you said, I don't really, most people, most Christ followers don't take the time, can't find the time, won't make the time to really invest in their relationship with Christ. But even if they wanted to, they don't even know how to start, which again, we talk about that on the air quite a bit. So how is 24-7 Purpose going to help get me there?
1: Absolutely, we'll we'll answer that question. So, what we're hearing from a lot of folks is that they get great information from the church on Sunday, right? Phenomenal pastors, great teachings. They feel great when Monday kicks in, and you know throughout the whole week. You know, what do people do? So, what twenty four seven purpose has done? We've developed a, a course, and we have them online. It actually launched this week an online academy. And we take people through the process of understanding where they are today in their relationship with Jesus. We benchmark that through assessments. Then we walk them through the journey of understanding their spiritual gifting and where they are on the maturity scale with with Christianity. And by understanding where they are, then we help equip them with all of these incredible tools that we're going to share in the coursework. And then finally, They land in the process of developing the customized spiritual growth plan, which is a written action plan that they develop themselves with their focuses based on the assessments that we uncover, and then they start activating the plan. It's really that simple, and it's been amazing the impact that people have, and I know firsthand because I've done this for myself, which is obviously why I can go out and then share it with the world.
0: Well, and when we first met, I was excited about the fact that okay, here's a tool for everybody. This isn't just for leaders and for managers. This is for every Christ follower no matter what their workplace may be. This is a way for them to really dig in. It's almost like a self-discipleship program because it really it, it what you're saying is that this is this program is individualized and really helps people like you said, where are you today with regard to your relationship with Christ? What is your spiritual gifting? And where are you on the spiritual maturity scale, which I'm one of those things where you, you think, I think when I first gave my life to Christ, which it, today, 38 years today, when I look at that and I thought, well, 38 years ago, I thought, well, I just got to get to here and I'll be good. Well, now 38 <laughs> years later, I realize how much further away, <laughs> you know, spiritual maturity is one of those things I think moves as you grow, it moves further away. Hey, today we're talking with Teresa Devine from 24-7 Purpose, an online program helped to designed to help you grow closer to Christ, really figure out what your purpose in life is. Twenty four seven purpose dot com. Twenty four seven purpose com. So Teresa, is that what I'm is that what I'm understanding? That this this is almost like it's almost personalized because it really helps me as an individual. It's not like a a generic program.
1: That's correct, yes. What's so what's so beautiful about it is all of the the principles of living a Christian lifestyle, like you said, apply to everyone at any age and at any level of Christianity. We've worked with brand-new, first-time, beginning Christians all the way to 80-year-old, very mature Christians, and they all say that they gain something from this because it's the tools that help equip us to get more knowledge of Scripture into our souls. And you and I both know that Bible literacy is not that great. So we're really equipping people to get to, to into the Bible in a convenient, fun, and help them maximize the time and accelerate that learning uh, process, if you will.
0: Okay, so on twenty four seven purpose, you've got, as I understand it, three different courses out there. And I know one's right. still in development. But talk, talk to you about those three different choices, because as I work for him, listeners, you're offering a twenty percent discount if they go out and take any of these courses. O- online and the promo code is iwork for him. Talk to me about those three courses that are out there on 247purpose.com.
1: Yes, and I'm delighted to offer that to your loyal listeners. We have three courses in the individual category. We have a free course that's totally self-study. There's there's no guidance to that one, but it's a really great descriptive instruction guide on how to get started. Uh, with a spiritual growth plan. The second one is all about spiritual growth for busy people. This is where we really dive deep into maximizing your time, finding the time. How do I get, you know, God in my day? And the third one is the advanced version, which brings StrengthsFinder into that curriculum. And StrengthsFinder is a strength assessment that goes deep into the DNA of how God wired us.
0: Well, and with that StrengthsFinder in there, I mean, that's a phenomenal program, but that... I mean that's pretty deep. I mean you're you're talking about really helping somebody understand who they are, who God created them to be. That's right.
1: Go ahead. Sorry. I would say we teach people how to play to those strengths. We we teach them how to, well, I know what my spiritual gifts are, but what does that mean? How do I actually apply that to my world? How do I apply it to my work, to my home life, to my hobby life? And then strength finder is the same way it's it's combining this the gifting the strengths and passion and purpose getting aligned with god learning more about god so he can grab hold of us and take us on an adventure that we can't even imagine
0: so l- give i mean on the free one you've got a free one out there then you've mm-hmm. got one that's that's a spiritual gifts focus then you got the one that's got the strengths finder in there the the free one do they get 20 percent off on that too I'm just kidding. Sorry. All right. So I had to say that. I don't know. The used car sales guy came out of me on that one. All right. So on, how much of these, uh, sorry, sorry about that. How much of those other two programs so people can get an idea? Hey, they can go out to 247purpose.com and really start to study who got greater than me. What kind of money will they be spending?
1: The great question. Yes, the one is free. I, I can't afford to do the 20% off the free, but 20% off of $45 for the spiritual growth for busy people. It's packed full of amazing information, video instruction, downloadable worksheets, et cetera. And the strength-based one is $85. So that's the one that you mentioned that we go really deep. And there's also an add-on to that one where I can do some individualized coaching as a certified Strength finder coach.
0: Well, and and I understand why the Strength finder one is is more because it's you know finder test assessment is expensive. I mean, that's not a that's not a cheap deal. When we come back, I really want to dig deep into a couple of the things you're teaching people, so they can get an idea of spiritual growth for busy people. What does that look like? And then I believe you've got a couple of people lined up to share their testimonies on how twenty four seven purpose has already made an impact on their life. Right? You've got those lined up
1: they should be on absolutely
0: you know every day and i work for we're always looking for ways to help you and me dig deeper into our faith dig deeper into connecting our faith to our work and i'm always looking for new tools out there because not every tool resonates with every person and I, when i was referred by a good friend who's been on the air Sharon from equip she goes you need to talk to teresa divine about 24 7 purpose this is something you should highlight on your show so teresa and i've been talking for the last several months 247purpose.com, 247purpose.com. Check it out. If you go out there and you take one of their online courses, just enter in the promo code IWorkForHim and you will get 20% off. Keep in mind the free one, 20% of zero is still zero, as you all learned in math class. All right, Teresa Divine, talk to me about some of the specific things you are teaching these people.
1: That's a great question, Jim. And the first phase that we go through would what we call the assessment phase. So we walk people through a guided study around a life wheel, which talks about or helps them uh, extract what their life satisfaction looks like today. This is a revealing indication of how fulfilled they are. Then we move into the Christian maturity assessment, and then we work into the uh, spiritual gifts assessment. And from that information, this is the one for busy people. Um, Once we work through the assessment phase, we work through an equipping phase, and I call it the equipping phase because it's exactly what we're doing. We're just equipping people with tools to get to the Bible with more accessibility, more frequency, uh, maximizing that study time. So we, we teach people how to learn and understand really powerful Bible study tools, and that can be audible, it can be reading the Word. There's all different methods of learning today that not everybody is tapped into. And when we tap into those available resources, it's amazing how quickly our knowledge accelerates and our understanding of how God equipped us to be as Christians will come out. And once they work through the equipping phase, we move into the spiritual growth planning. And that's where they take all of the information that they learned from the assessment and from the equipping, and they design a customized growth plan. Let me give you an example. So in my life, I identified, you know, I need to increase my prayer life. So prayer life is on my list. I increase my prayer life. I'm targeting at least 15 to 20 more minutes per day. I go through my day, and I look for that time in my day where I can fit it in, and then I commit to that. And then beyond that, we have an accountability program. So once people go through the courses, they are invited to join our Facebook group that's for members only, so those who have gone through the curriculum, they can go online, attend quarterly calls that I host live on Facebook, and they get to learn and share and grow with this whole community of people that have gone through the same spiritual growth planning.
2: So well, this is fanta- a
1: long-term investment. It's, that's I mean, fantastic. Obviously, like you said, Jim, 38 years, we're still growing. We're never going to stop growing.
0: No, that's for sure. All right, we've got Kelsey Williams joining us uh, on the air. He's been through your 24-7 Purpose Program when, when you did an event. Kelsey Williams, welcome to iWork for Him.
2: Hi, how's it going?
0: Good. As an IT support manager, what drew you to the 24-7 purpose event that you went and attended?
2: Well, uh, so me and Teresa share have an IT background, and uh, we previously worked together, and she was my career uh, mentor in the beginning. So we were doing that for about two years or so, and uh, you know she was helping me guide and go up the ladder or whatnot. And we got to a point to where I was, you know, pretty much accomplishing all the goals I wanted. You know, uh, she knows I'm very goal-oriented. So I actually uh, spoke with her about being a spiritual mentor mentor or whatnot. I was really trying to find my purpose in life. And that's when she said it was so ironic that she's actually uh, a part of 24-7 Purpose. And it was right up my alley, invited me out to the spiritual workshop and the exercises. I mean, everything was great. I'm still actually uh, working on things now that I gathered from that.
0: I'm sure you are. What was the most impactful thing you learned, Kelsey?
2: Well, with me, it was more of just kind of what me and Teresa like to call it is stopping and smelling the roses.
0: So Mm -hmm.
2: um, I'm always trying to, you know, work on something or have a goal I'm trying to reach. But Teresa has been showing me that sometimes you just have to stop and just focus on what you're doing now. So, for instance, what I'm working on, uh, one of the exercises was uh, where we actually have a pie chart and you circle out all the things you feel comfortable in. And one thing that I scored the lowest on was the service and community. So right now I'm working on different things, what I can do to get back to my community. So um, I do a lot of things like donating. And um, so I'm really working on that as of right now. So I'm really focused on my service and community service.
0: Kelsey, how, well, first of all, where are you calling in from Today, Which part of the country?
2: I'm in Atlanta, Georgia.
0: Atlanta, Georgia. Fantastic. So grateful to have you on. Kelsey, how has what you've learned on twenty at 24-7 Purpose, how has that impacted your work?
2: Um. Like, like I say, it, it's helped me to slow down a little bit and just uh, focus on the necessities and also just knowing that I do have that spirit over me and I do have that guidance, you know? So it, it, it brings a different element. You know, I, I don't have to come with a lot of emotional stress or anything like that because I know I have a higher, higher power that's watching over me.
0: Well, I guess I asked the question. I probably didn't ask it the way I wanted to ask it. How has it impacted how you take your faith to work?
2: By to, For me, exactly, it would be just from wiping away emotions, just going in, knowing what the task is, knowing what I, how I need to complete the task, and knowing what my strengths are as well. And that's a lot, another thing that the exercise has helped me on, too. It helped me as far as knowing what are my strengths. And so I try to focus on those in my work environment as well.
0: That's fantastic. I love that. Kelsey Williams, thanks for calling in from Atlanta, Georgia today. Thanks for sharing about your experience at 24-7 Purpose. Really grateful for your time today. Thanks, Kelsey.
3: Okay. Thanks for having
0: me. Teresa, it's exciting to hear that 24-7 Purpose is making an impact on people in their workplaces, in their lives. That's got to be really encouraging when you hear stuff like that from a man named Kelsey. It
1: certainly is.
0: Talk to me about some of the things that he talked about just as you worked with him. You were helping him identify places that very specifically he needed to work on. How did you identify those? Which one of those assessments helped identify that he needed to stop, slow down, and smell the roses?
1: <laughs> well, I believe, as he said, it was the, the life satisfaction wheel. And when we take the time to look at our lives, do a, you know, a self-evaluation of where we are, it's very, it's very empowering. And I think the other thing that Kelsey pointed out was that we, what we worked on is understanding that we are, if, as Christians, we are to live in the Lord's strength. And when you talked about eliminating emotions, having the faith and the confidence and the love of Christ, walking into the workday, taking that emotion out of his day, I mean, we can only imagine what that's done for his coworkers, his boss, and all of those relationships. And he's soaring at his workplace.
0: That yeah, really gives him an opportunity to share the, his faith when you bring that kind of an attitude with you every day. All right, we've got Kathy North joining us. She's the Senior Manager of Infrastructure for Serta Simmons Betting. Kathy North, welcome to I Work For Him. Good afternoon. How are you? Great. Thanks so much for taking time to call in today. Talk to me about your experience with 24-7. What, what, what drew you to go to that 24-7 workshop? Uh, well, first of all,
4: I've worked with Teresa um, in the past. We worked together at Service Simmons, and she's just, we've had some awesome conversations about uh, her faith journey, my faith journey, and uh, she told me about what she was venturing into and uh, let me know about the, the workshop. So I thought, well, you know, how could it hurt, see what I could do to, you know, help myself and continue in my uh, my faith walk.
0: As you experienced the twenty-four-seven purpose workshop, which now is all that stuff is online, what was the most impactful thing you learned, Kathy North? Um, that I need to I need to constantly keep my eyes on
4: him. It, I have so much going on uh, with work and just some things with the family that I lose sight. And it helped me to remember that there are ways through technology that when I'm sitting on the martyr commuting into the office. I can pull out my tablet and I can open my Bible and, you know, electronically and I can do my devotions and and there's some courses in there and, you know, stop having the excuses of, oh, I just don't have time in my day.
0: Because I do have time. That's pretty exciting. I would love to take a, a train into Tampa. If they only had one, that would be fantastic. All right, so how has this impacted? Going through the 24-7 Purpose Program, how has this impacted the integration of your faith at work? How has it encouraged your faith being integrated into your work?
4: So, you know, one of the things that I've learned is, and again, it was a reminder for me, is, you know, do my devotion every day, set my day focused on God and what God wants me to do in the office. And, you know, when things get a little hairy, you know, we have outages or, or whatever, and it's just keeping calm, you know, and it, being that light and being that, that disciple and walking um, and, and, you know, being the light for everybody else and not getting upset and realizing, you know, it's just stuff, right? It'll get handled, and mm-hmm. you just work through it. It's just it's a good refocus, and it's just a lot of strength there.
0: <sighs> That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Kathy North, for calling in today, sharing a little bit of your testimony, of how twenty four seven purpose made an impact on your life. Kathy North, thanks for being on. I work for him today. All right,
4: thanks for having me, Jim. <laughs>
0: Teresa, again, so encouraging just to hear that, you know, what the Lord has called you to do is impacting people's lives, impacting their their personal lives, impacting their their work lives. The Lord has really led you to do something really cool with this 247purpose.com. What when you look at the average church attender, as we talked about through the beginning of the show today, do you think they could benefit anybody listening today can benefit by going through the 247purpose.com, one of the uh programs that you got set up out there?
1: Absolutely, Jim. In fact, there are churches who are looking at the curriculum as potentially adding it in as a supplement, and those who have discipleship programs where you're going in and really going deep in Scripture, they see this as, as either a start to that process or on the back end of that process. So I'm in communications with churches, uh, so they see the big benefit of this and how this could help equip the uh, the church attenders in things that they are not able to do, or don't have the time to do, or the resources uh, to get it done. So absolutely, I think it's the perfect supplement to the church. We are obviously an extension to the church to help people think about life with God the rest of the week, right?
0: (laughs) Right. All right, so, and you've got three programs out there. Really quickly, why don't you just go through the three programs that are offered out there, and how much they cost?
1: Okay, for the individual, again, we have the free program, which is a downloadable course that's completely self-guided and self-study. We have spiritual growth for busy people, and this is probably the, going to be the most popular one because everybody is so busy, and this is not a super long course either. It's very impactful in a short amount of time. The third one is our most advanced course, and that includes Strength Finder 2.0, which is a strengths based Assessment program that we incorporate into our the, our other curriculum, and that one is eighty five dollars. The spiritual growth for busy people forty five. The strength based spiritual growth I call game changer is eighty five. We try to keep it as affordable as possible.
0: And for the next couple of weeks, you're going to give the I Work for Him listeners a twenty percent twenty percent discount off if they just enter in the promo code I Work for Him.
1: That's Teresa right. I'm Devine. happy about that.
0: Yeah, Teresa Devine, thank you so much for being on iWork for him to share more 24-7. Let's touch base again in a few months to find out how people are really engaging with your 24-7purpose.com website. Thanks so much for being on the air with us today, Teresa Devine. Thank you, Jim. You bet. We've got Dr. Paul White on the line. Paul White, welcome back to iWork for him. Hey, thank you, Jim. I'm glad to be back. I'm, I'm thrilled to have you, and I loved your latest book. This is the third book I've read of yours now, and, and I just... It's it's encouraging. Reading your books is encouraging. Not only is it fun to read some of the stories, but it's encouraging to know. Okay, not every workplace has to be has to. Do we have to experience drudgery? We can right. actually enjoy it. And and so why why what came? Why did you write the vibrant workplace? You already written really two really cool work uh, books. Rising above the uh, the a toxic workplace. And the the managing by appreciation, the five languages of appreciation in the workplace. What, why, what prompted you to write the vibrant workplace?
3: Well, it, it came about as a result of the work uh, I've been doing over the past six or seven years, uh, working with organizations and leadership teams, and uh, helping them uh, learn how to communicate authentic appreciation to their team members. And you know, change is difficult, and there's challenges, and so over time sort of there's a pattern of, okay, here's this challenge again, here's this one. And so basically made notes uh, of 10 sort of core challenges that happen in workplaces when you try to help build a culture of appreciation and understand the dynamics underneath those challenges and then how to overcome them. So it's really framed around how do you really make this work uh, in your workplace?
0: So how key is it to understand the information that you put in the five languages of appreciation in the workplace? How key is that to understanding what you've got going on here in the vibrant workplace?
3: Well, they're sort of hand in glove in the sense that uh, they both stand alone by themselves. But I would say uh, to fully implement the vibrant workplace, you're gonna to need to understand the five languages as well. But a lot of people start with the vibrant workplace because it starts with how do I even get this going in my workplace if my manager or management isn't interested or, or I've talked to people and they just say, Oh, we're too busy for this. So, you know, they're they're sort of a team.
0: You know, as I read your book and 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 I had normally I get three books a month ahead of time and get it all done. But Martha and I were on the road traveling with the radio show. And so I got to read your book just last week. And so a lot of the statistics are in my head, and you could correct me as I'm, as I'm going here, but I think it was something like 80% of people or 81% of people don't feel appreciated in the workplace. But 51% of managers think they do a pretty good job of expressing appreciation, but only 17% of the people actually felt appreciated. Do, you mean, do I have those even close? Yeah, yeah, you're close.
3: Yeah, it's it's almost 80%. Um, well, there's some ones that are similar. One, 79% of people that leave a job voluntarily, they quit cite a lack of appreciation as one of the main reasons that they leave. Um, And 81% of employees say they would work harder and be more motivated if they got some appreciation from their supervisor. But the one that's key that I think you you touched on is 51% of this big um, uh, multi-company study across the nation, uh, 51% of managers... uh, um, think they do a, a decent job of showing appreciation when somebody's doing a good job but only 17% of the people that work for them feel like they're doing a decent job and so they're missing each other and that's where we really emphasize that not everybody feels appreciated in the same way so you need to communicate it in the language and actions that are important to the recipient and you got to Find that out. That's why we developed the Motivating by Appreciation Inventory, uh, so that you can find out both how you and how the people that you work with want to be shown appreciation, so you don't waste your time doing stuff that doesn't uh, really make a difference.
0: Well, and and if I were to be so bold as to say, the most revolutionizing concept in the workplace today, and really, it would have been for the last 2,000 or 5,000 or 6,000 years, is People feeling appreciated in the workplace that your last book that you wrote along with Dr. Gary Chapman, five language, the five languages of appreciation in the workplace when people feel appreciated, it, it's a game changer
3: absolutely good things happen I, I mean and and that's part of both in, in that book as well as the vibrant workplace we lay out the positives for a, a business or, or an organization it's not just about making people feel good or you know having you know it's you know having a group hug at the end of the day it's it's that healthy workplaces a vibrant workplace gets things done better and more effectively because people show up on time. They don't call in sick as much. They don't, you know, sort of grumble and complain and, you know, criticize one another. They uh, are more pleasant to your customers, so your customer satisfaction ratings go up. So a lot of good things happen when people feel sort of secure that you value them uh, as a person.
0: Well, and, and as you wrote The Vibrant Workplace, which really takes the five languages of appreciation in the workplace and puts them into action, but it's talking about overcoming the obstacles of putting them into action. What, what do you see as, well, maybe, let me just step back for a second. Just describe what a vibrant workplace looks like
2: yeah because most yeah, people yeah.
0: listening are like, I have no idea what you're talking about yeah. Jim and Dr. The, the, Paul White, you guys are smoking exists. weed <laughs> yeah that's right right you know uh,
3: yeah, a vibrant workplace is a workplace that's positive, there's a sense of energy uh there's healthy relationships um it's growing um it's productive, it gets things done and it overcomes the challenges and obstacles that we face it's not that it's this perfect you know uh sort of movie kind of uh scenario where everything's just wonderful it's it's real real life but it has the tools and resources to deal with the challenges
0: that come up well and that's everybody listening just said Oh, I want to work there. <laughs> <I> <laughs> yeah, mean, you know, in a
3: in a in an image that I use, it's sort of like if you walked into a really lush uh, forest, you know, that just was you know uh, green and growing, or maybe a greenhouse, and there's just that you know that oxygen that hits you and that just energy, and it's just like, man, this is cool. Things are happening. That that's what a vibrant workplace looks and feels like when you go there. And I got to tell you. They exist. I've had the opportunity to work with the leadership of a couple just the past six months, and they are so cool when you see how, whether it's the owners or the managers and the supervisors, really do respect and value uh, the people that work with them, their team members, and the team members value customers, and it just it sort of creates this cycle of appreciation that creates a real positive energy.
0: All right, we're talking today with Dr. Paul White, who wrote The Vibrant Workplace, Overcoming the Obstacles to Building a Culture of Appreciation. And we're giving away his book today. Love to to have you call in and experience this book, The Vibrant Workplace, that I just finished a couple weeks. We've still got a few books left. Michael says we've got three out of four left 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673. 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673. You can also email me jim at iworkforhim.com. That's jim at iwork, the number for him.com. All right, Dr. Paul White, let's talk about, you know, we've already talked about how so many people feel unappreciated at work and mm-hmm. and, and managers think they're doing a pretty good job. Isn't it you know, I think one of the things I got out of your book is it's just this common hilarity that that a lot of companies have employee recognition programs, but right. people don't feel appreciated by employee recognition programs. What where's the disconnect there? Well, you know, it,
3: it's sad because it, employee recognition programs work well when they're designed well and implemented for the purpose they're supposed to do, and that is to acknowledge and reward good performance. And they do well for that. Um, uh, But when and In fact, research shows that you know productivity goes up. And so what happens? And so these high-level managers and and CFOs say, "Oh, wow, we can do this." So then they just keep cranking it out and mechanizing, and then it becomes impersonal and very generic. Everybody gets the same award. It's the same you know ceremony all the time. And so uh, then people start to say, "Well, this you don't even know me." I mean, and and it's about There's a difference between recognition and appreciation. One of the things that we've found is that, you know, it's good to be recognized when you do a good job, but you know what? We have value besides being productive, and that's one of the cool things as as followers of Christ. We understand we're made in God's image. We have value. He loves us, and it's not just about cranking out work, and people in a highly productive settings start to resent that they only hear positive things when you know they meet or exceed goals and they're like hey you know I'm a person too and, and it also, the, the focus on the personhood and the value there allows us to have positive interactions with those who aren't performing as well. I mean, one of the challenges with recognition is it tends to only hit the top 10 to 15% of the, of the workforce. And so you got a whole 85, 90% that don't ever hear anything and they're like, hey, you know, what about me? Um, and so one of the things we found is with that sort of middle group, it's really cool to be able to show, uh, and communicate appreciation about them just being dependable and showing up. And maybe, you know, they got a fun sense of humor and you value that. So appreciation is about sort of affirming the value that we see in others.
0: All right. We've got some business owners that are going to listen to the show, show now, but are maybe even listen to it later on in the podcast. When you talk about, really transforming a culture to a culture of appreciation, which creates a vibrant workplace, according to your book, The Vibrant Workplace by Dr. Paul White. What's the impact on the bottom line?
3: Well, for sure, you're going to beat out your competitors for this reason. You're going to keep your good people. One of the biggest issues that, and it's more and more now that, you know, uh, employment is rising, is you can't find good people to replace uh, people who leave. And so, You've got to keep both uh, the skills, the character, the the knowledge base they have, the relationship with the customers. And if you lose them, and remember, almost four out of five people who leave say they left because they didn't feel appreciated. If you lose them, you're losing them to your competition typically. And so uh, that's huge as well as when people feel appreciated, all that sort of little stupid moaning and groaning and complaining about little things that really don't matter goes out the window because if they know you, they value you, them, then they're willing to sort of work through things. And so things just run more smoothly and you have a healthier organization with less just trash you got to deal with and get out of the way.
0: Well, and if you're talking about eliminating the turnover of a potential 80% of your workforce, that number is a staggering number. But I mean, and and for you to say that four out of five people would consider leaving their job because they don't feel appreciated, you didn't say because they don't feel like they're paid enough. You didn't say because they don't have a nice office. You didn't say because they have too long of a commute. You're saying they're leaving a job, even if it's a good paying job, because they just don't feel appreciated. Right, and most managers and business leaders think
3: people leave for more money, but we know that leaving a job, remember, I'm a psychologist, so I understand some of this stuff sometimes, (laughs) and that is leaving a job takes a lot of emotional energy to do. You have to sort of disengage. You have to think through where you're going all that, and it takes an emotional driver to make that happen, and money doesn't create that. Money will help, but a lot of people stay in a very, you know, content state uh even though more money is waved at them because hey no I like this they value me I got good team relationships so I'm not going anywhere
0: yeah that's a powerful thing but there's a lot of people listening today that are in the middle of the organization they're not the they're not the owner they're not the leader they're not a manager is it possible really quickly is it possible for them to implement creating a culture of appreciation even if they if they're not managing anybody can they start this on their own at their own desk
3: They clearly can start it. And that's one of the cool things that we've learned is that you can make a difference no matter where you are in the organization. You can be the receptionist. You can be the the radio technician. Uh, you could be, you know, anything. Um, and you can make a difference for the relationships you have around you. Um, now you may not be able to change the whole organization, but you can start to change the interactions and relationships around you. And then it starts and you, you know, you get another colleague with you. And we've had this happen, uh, numerous times in the Five language appreciation it started in one little spot and it grew in that department it grew across the division it's gone across huge companies
0: how does negativity and busyness impede the march towards creating a vibrant workplace because we're all sometimes you're dealing with crabby people who are like just do your job i'm not going to make you feel appreciated just i just do my job why can't you just do your job and then right. sometimes people are just busy how do you get those out of the way so you can create the vibrant workplace
3: yeah, those are t- two
0: of the ten obstacles that we
3: identified. And, and uh, let me address busyness first because that's almost always the first one out of somebody's mouth is like, ah, oh, we're too busy, we don't have time. And people are busy, and we acknowledge that. And, in fact, we developed our resources and tools for busy people. We know that people can't sort of create another to-do list. You know, you've got your regular one, your sort of project one, and now you've got a recognition or appreciation one. It's too much. But what we've learned is how to help people communicate appreciation in the ways that are meaningful in small acts that you're either doing or almost doing and just need to change them up a little bit. One of the challenges is people think they've got to do everything for everybody. Well, that's a waste of time and energy. I mean, not everybody values a verbal compliment of only about 45% of the workforce. So that's 55 that don't. Uh, Not everybody wants you to hang out with them. Not everybody needs some help or wants a gift. So we want to help people be able to get past the busyness and find out what's meaningful and sort of just hit the mark right on the target. And um, and what we find is that once people start to feel valued and appreciated, a lot of the discussions and meetings that you have dealing with just time-wasting kinds of things goes away, and you're more productive and things get done. Um, and you don't have to remind people to do things because they're on board and say, I know this is important to you, and they get it done.
0: That's in- It's incredible. How does building a culture of appreciation impact our ability to share our faith at work? Well, you know,
3: this is the, the vision I've had from the get-go, and that is with the the five languages of appreciation. I think it's the way that we are able to show the love of Christ in a practical way to the people that we work with. And we find out, do they like compliments? And if so, do they like them written or verbal? Do they like people to check in and see how they're doing and maybe invite them to lunch or, you know, meet with your supervisor. Do they need a little help? And they really appreciate that. And so – the results from the, the motivating by appreciation inventory not only identifies people's language, but also the specific actions they want and from whom they want it. So it's like, I want this from my supervisor, but this is what I want from my colleagues, and you find out, okay, now I can do that. And so I find that it, it creates a platform to serve people, to show them love, and and then they're willing to share their lives with you. Um,
0: and mm. and
3: you get in and build that relationship because they know you care about them.
0: That's that. I mean, that's really what's behind the I Work for Am Nation pledge. You start praying for people. You start showing them that you care by serving them and befriending them. Then you get that opportunity, because they know you care, to actually pray with them. But it is it, that appreciation. People just need to know they're appreciated. If you want to create an unbelievable culture, you need to show people that they're appreciated. All right, last question for you. I didn't ask you this last time I were on the air, but this whole, this whole concept, this... An appreciation atmosphere, managing by appreciation, the five languages of appreciation in the workplace. Is there a scriptural back, backbone to all this? Oh, no, it's anti-biblical, Jim.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, in fact, i tell you what, we have... Uh, uh, well, Dr. Chapman and I in- intentionally wrote the book, The Five Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace, uh, not from an overtly Christian perspective, so it could be used in secular marketplaces. And of it's been course. used in over 500 colleges and universities, and by Microsoft and ExxonMobil and all that kind of stuff. But um, we know that um, the concept is there. It, you know, there's this thing about do unto others as you would have them do unto you and that were, you know, encouraged to be kind to one another. But nonetheless, we we created or I created a uh, a Bible study supplement. And that just goes through it. I'm not trying to proof text up, but it's just like, you know, the five languages are throughout the Bible about, you know, Paul, the Apostle Paul went and, and hung out with people in their city and worked with them. And and Jesus touched people and, you know, brought the children to them anyway. Um, and First Thessalonians is just chock full of verses about encourage one another and uh, show appreciation. So, it, yeah, it's biblical. And if you want, if people want... Uh, I'll I'll get that supplement to you and I'll let you distribute how how you want. Or they can write me at uh, let's do admin at appreciation at dot com and it's the word at but admin at appreciation at work dot com. Just say Bible study supplement and we'll get it to
0: them. That's fantastic, Doctor Paul White. Thanks so much for coming on and sharing the vibrant workplace with us. I can send them to appreciation at dot com. Right, that's the right. right Absolutely, person. and that'll right. get them
3: to all the different resources we have in the different books as well.
0: Dr. Paul White, thanks for being an I Work For Him. Thank you so much, Jim. Check out appreciationatwork.com. I'm telling you, this is going to change where you work. Appreciationatwork.com. But just remember, just remember, I work for him.